Peace, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Behold Pop Culture, the show where we take a look at some prominent people, figures, and events in pop culture today and in the past and try and see what lessons we can take away from them. Today is Saturday, December the 5th, and we've had a solid week of news, though, as I mentioned before, this is the first of three specialty episodes to end out the year. But before we get into that, I hope you're doing well. For many people, including myself, final season is arriving. But on the other end of that is a long, necessary break, especially to end out what has been an eventful year, to say the least. So as we approach the end of the school semester, the end of the actual year, just end strong. You only need to do it for a couple more weeks, and then you'll get to have some time to be with family, relax once again following the Thanksgiving break, and rejuvenate to set your plans for what you want to accomplish in the next year. And with that being said, I will take my time to report on some news for the other topics before we dive into the main part of the episode, where today we will be going over what I deem to be the top 10 most memorable moments in gaming news for 2020. So if that sounds interesting to you, let's dive right in with the sports news where the NBA is ready to kick off with its first preseason game being this Friday, December the 11th. And with that, they've released their schedule showing everyone where the key games are. I've seen a lot of criticism where the Pelicans have some of the most primetime games despite not proving themselves to even be a playoff team yet, whereas some more contending teams like, for example, the Brooklyn Nets with Kyrie and Kevin Durant, they might not have proved themselves, but I can speak for everyone here in saying as great as Zion may or may not be, most people will prefer to see more Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant games this year. And we'll see what effect that has on the numbers when everything is said and done. But right now, the focus is on people making their predictions, who's going to win MVP, who's going to win the NBA championship, who's a dark horse candidate. We're about to see NBA news really take over like we've never seen before with all the headlines. Will they be able to avoid coronavirus cases? Will they be able to successfully have everyone competing and back to full strength in such a short term? It'll be something to watch for sure, but all that being said, there was one main headline that dominated the week by which people are still trying to decipher. And that, of course, is NBA superstar, former NBA MVP, one of two players in NBA history to ever, and I mean ever, average a triple-double throughout an entire season. None other than Russell Westbrook was traded from the Houston Rockets to the Washington Wizards for John Wall, a former fringe All-NBA player, a man who's coming off an Achilles and ACL tear. 
and a first-round pick. So now Russell Westbrook will be leading the team of the Washington Wizards to what he deems to be a contending season. And John Wall will join up with James Harden and another hobbled player in DeMarcus Cousins to potentially contend out West. Now, Russell Westbrook, a player who's one of the most polarizing figures in sports, is difficult to gauge. We've seen stretches where his efficiency was highly questionable, and many even asked, should he even be an MVP candidate? And on the other hand, we've seen stretches where he looked like he was as good as any player in the league. Just dominant in every aspect of the game and someone you would want on your team. No questions asked. So now he'll return to the ball-dominant position, the leader of the team, joining up with an old coach of his. Now many have tried to figure out who won this trade. And while I lean towards saying that the Rockets won because they got under the contract of a player that likely would not have been able to be successful with the ball-dominant player that is James Harden, the Wizards easily won the talent side of it, as Westbrook is, as aforementioned, an MVP talent. Because there's no clear answer as to who won, I think the focus should be shifted towards the relevance of chemistry. And this can be translated to you, whether it's in school or work. Chemistry is such an important factor to any team's success, yet it's so often overlooked. And that goes for not just establishing chemistry with a team in a workplace, but even when it comes to recruiting I've seen countless teams select highly talented players who did not at all fit in their systems. And it ended up being a a bad fit both for the player and the team as neither would achieve any success. So the top belief, in my opinion, that allowed this trade to carry out was the Houston Rockets had to believe that John Wall would be a better chemistry fit for their team And likewise, the Washington Wizards believe talent aside that Russell Westbrook would be a great fit for their team chemistry. And there's a lesson in there showing that you could have the greatest players on the planet and their success might not be what you expect because chemistry is such an important factor. But with that being said, we could shift right over to football where this was, in my opinion, the most pedestrian week of them all. Of the 12 weeks of NFL football that we've had, outside of the coronavirus headline, the games themselves were rather pedestrian. The Kansas City Chiefs proved that they should be the favorite no matter what metric you use as Tyreek Hill, their star wide receiver, went for nearly 300 yards and three touchdowns. The Pittsburgh Steelers remained undefeated as they barely took down a Ravens team that was missing some significant talent on their squad. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the other side of the Kansas City Chiefs' seemingly dominant offensive performance, continue to be the most suspect team in the league. 
And without much headlines to comment on there, I would rather use that time elsewhere. As I believe that week 13 will be much more interesting, not just for the NFL, but for fantasy football, for looking at how Corona will affect that week. We'll see if the Ravens and Pittsburgh Steelers accurately recover from losing several players. So we'll switch gears to the music section where it seems like most artists stayed away again. Typically, the end of the year isn't the most explosive for releases, especially in December. You'll usually see one or two artists stepping out, coming out to bat, and hitting a home run with something that they've been holding. But even Drake himself has announced that he plans on releasing in January. So I'm not expecting to have too much to comment on there, though. Lil Wayne's project No Ceilings 3 that released last week, I have to mention a standout song in B.B. King's. Without too much to say there, just check that out. If you're a fan of either Lil Wayne or Drake, you will enjoy that. I can all but guarantee it. I'm zooming past to get to the main part as the only remaining news that I want to touch on before we dive in is HBO Max announcing that they will be concurrently releasing their new movies coming out in 2021 the same day as they come out in the movie theaters. And just to give some perspective on what that means, some of the major releases that were supposed to happen in 2020 will all be shifting to 2021. Movies that I was looking forward to seeing all seem to be coming out in the next year. There'll be plenty of content to talk about. But the fact that they'll be releasing on streaming services means these movie theaters are going to have to tighten up their act. The theaters are going to have to stand out as premium experiences as some people who don't want to deal with the parking, the expensive food, the sometimes uncomfortable seating might opt to just watch these movies from the comfort of their home. Now, I am establishing myself as a movie theater supporter and defender. So if everything comes together and they're safe, I will try to support where I can. But just to give you some insight into that, some of the movies that are slated to be coming out are The Matrix 4. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of The Matrix series. It's pretty popular. Space Jam 2, a cult classic movie led by none other than Michael Jordan, will now have LeBron James taking up as a main character. And lastly, Dune, a movie that I still don't know exactly what the plot is for it, but it clearly has an extremely high budget. It's starring Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet. And I will be interested in seeing how that movie is executed. With all of that, it's time to get right into the top 10 gaming moments of 2020. And despite all of this chaos, and I have to use the word chaos 
going on around us, the gaming industry still found a way to flourish. Great games were released. Great moments were created. And without saying too much, I will begin with the honorable mentions. And I only have two to note here. The first of which was Microsoft's event when they revealed their games. Now, I critiqued them for not having much to say. Just small titles that aren't going to immediately get anyone to go purchase an Xbox. But there was one bright spot where they announced Halo Infinite. Halo, the series that many people remember from playing throughout their childhood, they fell off for a serious amount of time when it seemed like the creativity went out the window. Halo 3, Halo Reach, some of these games are widely regarded as some of the greatest video games of all time, at least for the first-person shooter genre. So with that, knowing that to be the case, they had to open their game reveal for the next generation with none other than a new Halo game. But was it the same? No. It wasn't your typical shooter. This time, they switched everything around and created an open world. Something that is not typically done for this genre. So they open with a first-person shooter, open-world game with all the main characters that you're used to seeing, the aliens, the vehicles that were so fun to play in the multiplayer modes. So Microsoft took a small but significant W amidst some questionable decision-making. Halo Infinite will have very little issue selling. Granted that the Xbox Series X had no issue selling out with Microsoft. The second honorable mention before we get into the top 10 was Marvel's Avengers video game being released. A highly anticipated game coming off of the ridiculous fame and recognition that Avengers Endgame had. This was a layup. An Avengers video game where you could play as all the characters that you just not too long ago saw the epic movie for? And what ends up happening? The game, and I cannot hold back my words here, was horrendous. Horrible execution. The game was expected to put up Phenomenal numbers from a sales perspective. It was expected to have longevity. And they just dropped the ball. I I don't know what to say. The game's mechanics were janky. The characters couldn't really be used to their full potential. Like when I'm playing as the Hulk, I want to be able to smash through things. It was just poor execution. I don't want to stay on this too long because the rest of this list is where the real excitement arrives. So we'll begin with the 10th biggest moment in gaming for 2020, where one Marvel game failed, another rose to the top. And I'm, of course, talking about Marvel's Spider-Man 
Miles Morales. The first Spider-Man game featuring a black Spider-Man. None other than Miles Morales coming off of the great reviews and acclaim that Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the movie, received. Spider-Man, one of if not the most famous superheroes other than Superman himself. Spider-Man continues to get rebooted by the movies. But it wasn't just that people were looking forward to a Spider-Man wearing Timberlands in the Bronx swinging through Manhattan. It was also the fact that it was coming off of the same studio releasing Spider-Man, a game that was a top game of the year contender for last year. So coming off of that, Miles Morales had plenty to live up to with the graphics now being next-gen, the story having to be solid featuring a black character. There was a lot of pressure to be held up to. And the epic announcement as PlayStation, when they were revealing their games that would come out following the next-gen release, the excitement was out the door through the window all around the corner as people were clapping, screaming, tweeting. This was a, a moment for a lot of gamers out there and especially Marvel fans. So for it to deliver on that, For its graphics to be so amazing and for it to, for all intents and purposes, carry the PlayStation 5 to overcome Microsoft's Xbox release, I had to put it at number 10. The only reason I couldn't make it higher is because not enough people have gotten their hands on it. The PlayStation 5 is still impossible to get. And if more people had it, I would probably rank it significantly higher than where it is. But that aside, we can move on to number nine on the biggest moments of 2020 for gaming, where Final Fantasy VII, the remake, dominated the headlines when it came out. Now, for those unfamiliar, Final Fantasy VII is widely regarded as one of the greatest games in history, period. No genre lock. A role-playing game for one of the most world-renowned series by Square Enix, the Final Fantasy franchise. They took a game that many passionate gamers already know some of the plot of, or at least the key moments in it. Most people were aware of it, even if they didn't come from the generation because it came out a decent amount of time ago. So Square Enix opted to completely retool the game. All new graphics, all new fighting mechanics that many loved and recommended Final Fantasy to continue to go along with, and a revamped story. So with all of this featuring... Probably the most famous character from Final Fantasy, Cloud. You may have seen him and his ridiculously large sword in Super Smash Brothers. They delivered on a game that stood alone. It stood alone outside of its original concept. And it stood out so much being so different from the original that many people put it as potentially the best game to come out this year. 
And we'll see what happens when all is said and done. But they delivered masterfully with this game. Now, it's not perfect. There's questions about its camera angles and more technical things, but the good outweighed the bad so significantly that it earned itself a spot on number nine with very little relative hype backing it compared to a couple of the other games that we'll see on this list. Number eight on this list, Animal Crossing. Now, this is a game that it's clear with a first glance, if you just look up the game, it's designed for children. But the fact that there's six-year-old girls all the way to 40-year-old men playing this game obsessively alone earned itself a spot on the list. But to move it up even more was the fact that the execution of this game was something to behold. As it was a game where you could completely design an entire city and the graphics were a clear upgrade from the previous Animal Crossing games. So you come as a new resident on this island, you make friends and you design houses, farms, places to listen to music, beaches, basketball courts, Anything you can imagine is available for this game. And with that, it's clear how time-consuming that this game could and did become for many people. With the cute and cuddly animals walking around, the fact that you can make friends on it, you could play multiplayer, visit your friends' cities, and it was perfectly optimized for the Nintendo Switch what I believe to be one of the greatest consoles of all time, but that's for another time. You essentially are building your own town from scratch. You could have very little time commitment if you want because you can just turn on, build a house, turn it off, wait a week, build another house if you want. So many unique designs were created in this game that no town was like another. And that was really what helped it rise to such extreme popularity. That endless customization, beautiful graphics, and you combine that with the fact that so many people were in quarantine with the game, that was an easy time burner for a lot of people. And with that time burner being so good, it earned itself a spot on Behold Pop Culture's list. So, round of applause for them. Number seven on the top 10 biggest gaming moments for 2020 was the Fortnite performances. Now, I've briefly talked about this with a few people, and there were only two, but even these two were so crazy, garnered so much intentions, impressions, any metric you want to use, that they earned a significant spot on this list. With the kickoff being Travis Scott conducting an entire Fortnite concert where you log on with your players and you're riding along as this giant Travis Scott is bouncing around, performing, playing music. There's stars all around. Just an amazing design by the Fortnite team and something to behold there as well. 
Marshmallow similarly did the same thing. You see his big marshmallow helmet as there's a big performance going on. Now, this is something where I could get extremely descriptive with my adjectives, but if you haven't seen it's worth just checking it out. It earned this spot just by being a spectacle of a moment. And that just gives us more time to move on to number six on the top gaming moments of the year with the release of none other than the game Ghost of Tsushima. Now, if you're unfamiliar with this, this game was something that wasn't as highly anticipated as I believe it should have been. Because it's none other than the fall of Last of Us 2, given a brief spoiler here. But it was a little bit overcome by the hype of some other games. But it slid on by, came out, and dominated for the couple of months where people were playing it. It was a masterful piece where there were lessons on every turn, the story. I don't want to give too much information for those who haven't played it, but the story was so well executed. This game is, and I'm ready to say it, this is my top game that came out this year. An exceptionally done project. It had a great combat system that was fluid, relatively easy to learn despite being somewhat complicated compared to other games. There's just enough open world for you to explore in what was the most beautiful landscape I've ever seen in a video game. The leaves blowing in the wind colorfully from fall to the snow coming down when you arrive at those moments in the game. The clothing was so well edited and designed into the game. I had my main character with the drip taking down villains across the game. There's so much positive to say that so greatly outweighs the few negatives. It was a moment because... For the first time since quarantine, gamers got a legitimate classic game. And you know here on Behold Pop Culture, the number one thing that we support is turning great experiences into meaningful lessons. So the fact that this game was not only loads of fun, but there's so many lessons, that too many for me to count embedded within it, I highly recommend this game, and it earned a significant spot on my list. Number 5. The Last of Us Part 2 Now, for those unfamiliar with The Last of Us, The Last of Us Part 1 released about 7 years ago at the end of the PlayStation 3's lifetime, and was no exaggeration... Within months, one of the greatest video games of all time. Easily. Easily. It wiped out so many video games on the ranking, it wasn't even funny how quick it rose. The story, exceptional. The combat, easy to understand, exceptional as well. The characters were lovable. The game was probably the most, the best 
looking game at that time. So you could only imagine when they announced not too long after that they would be working on The Last of Us Part 2. The excitement, the hype for this game was through the roof. I can come here to you today and say that I haven't seen a game with this much hype in a very long time. And unfortunately, that hype was met with plenty of questions as to when it was coming out, as it was constantly being pushed back more and more and more. It kept getting pushed as fans were begging, practically begging for this game to come out. Before it was released, the story was leaked and there was tons of controversy surrounding that. People part of the team were complaining that the experience was not Something desirable making that game, as apparently some people on the team took over the decision making. It was a rocky road to arrive at the release of this game. But the hype was so great that it overcame all of that. And what we got was the most polarizing game of 2020, and it's not even close. It is such a massive gap between this and all the rest as The Last of Us Part 2 was a game of dichotomy, a game of overcoming pain and loss, and it's so difficult to rate this game. There's such differing opinions because the problem here was The Last of Us delivered graphically. It was a beautiful game. It returned with multiple moments that just left fans with a lot to be desired. And I have to go with the overwhelming opinion that this game was underwhelming. The combat was still clean. The graphics were still great. The story had a lot put into it, but... It it was nothing compared to the last one. I, I have to be honest. So the reason it became such a big moment was because of how polarizing it was. There were some people that believed that this was game of the year. And it had all of the elements of a game of the year. Everything you could ask for. But on the other side of that was a story that many people did not identify with did not enjoy, had legitimate critiques. And because of that, even the underwhelmingness of the game, it was so great of a game when you look at it compared to others that it not only earned a spot on this list, but the hype and moment that the game itself created brings it to the midway point of this list. Number four. The release of Fall Guys. Now, this game came out of literally nowhere. I didn't see any hype about this game coming out. I didn't hear people saying, oh, I want to play this new game called Fall Guys. It seemed like in a matter of weeks, top Twitch streamers were playing this game and it rose to the top so quickly. Now, I had to go in there myself and, you know, get a couple wins from my own pride, but the game was fun. Fall Guys being a playful iteration 
TV shows that you might be familiar with, like Wipeout, American Ninja Warrior, things of that nature. And within weeks, millions of millions of people were competing with each other to beat the other players, their friends, whoever, in a series of varying obstacle course events. So as people competed, there was a lot of rage and frustration, a lot of joy and excitement that came with losing and winning. And it became such a massive moment as one of the biggest Twitch streamers on the platform, Tim the Tapman, went who knows how long without finding a win. And even him winning was a massive moment for social media. So Fall Guys dominated and the studio had what I would have to say the biggest amount of hype for a game that came in with relatively none that I've ever seen. Unfortunately, they haven't capitalized on it as season two has came out to be not as great as people wanted it to be. But the height, the peak of Fall Guys excitement was so great that it landed itself a spot in the top four gaming moments of the year. Number three, Among Us comes out. Now, if you haven't seen Among Us yet, this game is just now coming off of one of the craziest runs in video game history for a game that had been out for a significant time. Just randomly, someone on Twitch found it and started playing it, and it rose to the top of everything. Everything. YouTube, Twitch. Twitter, Instagram, everything with such phenomenal moments. When you have a game that has everyone from your favorite content creator to politicians playing it live, you have something special. This game where you hop on with your friends or someone random, there's one or two imposters, and they have to go and eliminate everyone else without other people finding out. But the real element of the game that made it so popular was being able to report dead bodies and try and figure out, like your Sherlock Holmes, who was the person who did it. Now, this game, coming off of the random surge and playing, was so much fun. As you saw friends argue and argue and argue playfully, as people were trying to lie their way out of situations where they were clearly caught in 4K or just figure out who the other person is as the imposter very quickly based on context clues. I highly recommend this to play with friends. It's a great experience. And just to watch, it was producing some great content on plenty of different platforms. So Among Us earned a number three spot. Its peak was that high. And it's still up there. It's not what it was in the peak, but it's still so much fun that people are continuing to play it. And now I've seen that the next move is trying to unlock new maps and potentially create more ways for people to play with their friends. But I would be remiss if I didn't say that the explosion of random games was not overtaken by the number two spot on this list 
none other than Call of Duty Warzone. Taking a page out of Fortnite's Battle Royale book, which is really taking a page out of PUBG's Battle Royale book, which is really taking... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll cease there. But this highly popularized Battle Royale format, Call of Duty took a stab at it, and whew, the ROI return on investment on this experiment was unbelievable. As Call of Duty, a game that was long removed from its peak, rose back to the top of first-person shooters with Warzone, its own Battle Royale game that benefited from being so realistic to an extent in its aspects. As they paid up on the marketing budget like I haven't seen in a long time, where they had NBA players, top content creators, playing all day, every day on Warzone, to win this battle royale with your team of four. It had unique elements similar to Fortnite because it was so realistic. The map was great. The way that the zone would close was efficient. There were little to no complaints about this game. The skill gaps were decent. You and your friends could have plenty of great moments as you parachute down, finding different items, weapons, special moments. Between your friends. Now there's not too much to report on there. But that Warzone peak. It was something. Like I've never seen from Call of Duty. As typically it was known for its multiplayer. Its regular. Its team deathmatch kill confirmed. People were hopping on it. Because not only was Warzone free. But you could pay for special outfits. Game passes. They just optimized it so effectively. Enough clearly to earn the number two spot on my list. Call of Duty received, I, I can't even imagine how much money they received from this game as people were paying up to buy the full version, to buy costumes. It just blew every other game out of the water towards the beginning of quarantine. With this only other competition really being Fall Guys when that came out. So people celebrated that pop culture run religiously and call of duty was even able to feed off of that all the way into the release of a new game where they're still earning plenty of money off of it even though this game has reportedly been a little bit underwhelming and last but certainly not least the number one spot if you've been keeping up with behold pop culture this will be no surprise to you the number one moment in video games for 2020 had to be. There was no argument. I knew the number one spot before I knew the number 10. The release of next-gen gaming. We transitioned into the new generation. I mean, there's nothing more for me to say there. You could go back to every episode for pretty much the last 15 and hear everything I have to say about that. It's been seven years since we had a, a console evolution outside of Nintendo. The gaming industry was booming in the quarantine. PlayStation 5 continued its great run. The game trailers had everyone excited. So many great moments came with this back and forth Sony-Microsoft. Sony-Microsoft. 
and created such epic moments. Seeing people get their girlfriends and wives to get them PlayStation 5s. People saying, don't hit my line. I'm on my PlayStation 5. Don't hit my phone when my Xbox is home. Just great moments as though many people are still struggling to get their hands on it. It dominated popular culture. I think it's fair to say that even now it's still one of the most dominant pieces of pop culture. And understandably so, it has earned the number one spot on my list. And all of this is to say, this is just my opinion. I would love for you to tell me what yours is. I may have missed something completely out of my scope. And I have no issue with you telling me that. And I'll come back on my next episode and give some comments on it. But this episode is already getting to be pretty long. One of my longer episodes. So I won't take too much more of your time and just say thank you. If you sat through this whole episode, I appreciate you taking out your time to listen. Please let me know anything you think I can improve on. All advice is accepted over here. We're all trying to find ways to get better. I hope that you make it through any finals or any just last quarter things that you need to get done. And as always, I'll be right back here next week where we'll be talking about the top 10 moments in sports. With that being said, thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you next week. This is Behold Pop Culture.